This is episode 202 of How About That Cigar, recorded live at the Corona Cigar Studio. We have Art Garcia on the show to talk Segovias de Esteli and some other industry topics. Please take a minute to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. Now on with the show. Corona Cigar Company is your one-stop shop for all your cigar needs. Whether that's a brand new humidor, a box of those new cigars you've been waiting for, a top-of-the-line cutter or lighter, a place to enjoy the finest cigars and spirits with friends, or the only cigars grown right here in the Sunshine State. We've got you covered. Come visit one of our retail locations for the ultimate cigar experience. Visit us online at coronacigar.com. How about that cigar? How about that cigar? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Corona Cigar Studios for episode 202 of How About That Cigar Live. Thank you so much for watching live on Facebook, live on YouTube, and if you're listening after the fact on the audio podcast, guys, thank you so much for being a part of How About That Cigar and listening when you drive down the road, when you work out, whatever it is you do when you listen to your favorite audio podcast. Thanks so much for making us a part of that. And here in the Corona Cigar Studios, we have the studio door open. It's finally a beautiful day in Minnesota. It's It's been nice, you know, for the, it's, it's finally feels like actual spring even though you know for most of the world spring starts i don't know a couple of months ago correct yeah well and i'm alive um, yeah yeah garrett was uh was out uh w- in the intensive care unit i not was, exactly but i was in my own little uh intensive care bubble that's for sure so uh the rona got me round three and um oh that was three for you yeah oh man I only had I only got it twice. You got it. Th- this is the third time. Holy crap! Was this right. worse or better than the first? So one and three were about the same. However, uh, with one, I lost my smell and taste for like ten days. Yeah. This one was like a day and a half, maybe two days. Yeah. The first time but, I got it, I lost my smell and taste for at least a month, maybe two. Yeah. Yeah. You. Were- um, but the second time I had it, it was faster, and I wasn't nearly I had as sick. Almost no symptoms the second time I had it. Um, and uh, yeah, this one, it crept. Yeah, crept on me. Um, you know, several, uh, well, two uh, false, you know, tests. And I was like, okay, it's probably not COVID, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, ended <laughs> up. Uh, so I was down literally for seven days. Yeah, out. <clears throat> yeah, I know it's. Uh, Sometimes it just hits different and, you know, sadly you got it rough this time, but it's all good. It's all good. You're better now. I'm alive. That's what matters. Um, So uh, the Minnesota twins are doing really well. Um, We did. We had a rough. We had a rough. We had a little rough moment. A rough patch, uh, especially against Cleveland. It hurts, uh, you know, because Cleveland's good and they're trailing us. Uh, but we're still in first place. Uh, absolutely destroyed the Cubs in this mm-hmm. last series. Uh, three game series against the Cubs. We outscored them twenty nine to ten. Yeah, I mean we I'll, just killed them. I'll take it. And our pitching has been pretty much great. I mean yep. it's it's which is so nice to say. It's very unnatural for Twins fans to say our pitching's been great at least for the last thirty years. Yeah, yeah. Frank Viola and Bly Levin, I think, were our last. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's been nice. Um, and 
we start a series later tonight with uh, the Dodgers, which, I mean, the Dodgers are the Dodgers, so I'm not super confident about that series. But nope, you know, we'll have to see how it goes. As long as, uh, as long as our pitchers keep doing what they've been doing, we just need to get the run support. I mean, we got a lot of run support against the Cubs, but the Cubs right. pitching really faltered Absolutely. against us. So, um we just have to get run support against the Dodgers pitchers. I, I got to bring up one thing. So when, when we were off for a few weeks there, uh, something happened in the world of chess that I didn't get an opportunity to bring up. And we have a new world champion in uh, his name is Loren Ding uh, from China, China's first um, real, you know, uh, real actual number one chess player, hope. Um, which is amazing. This is the first world champion from China. Correct. I, that's crazy to me. Right. Right. You would think some of the, I mean, you would, I would just think, I know numbers, they would have numbers had, game. They would have had multiple. <laughs> yeah. Right. That they no. would have had multiple champions. Uh, so, uh, their first, uh, their first one and he's fantastic. He's, uh, not only a phenomenal player, obviously to, uh, to win the championship, but, uh, very, uh, humble and great player. Um, so, uh, he took the championship and, uh, you know, uh, me and Alex, the goat, we, yeah. uh, we, uh, talk chess, chess nerds. We are chess <laughs> nerds. And I didn't get a chance to say that on, on the week we came back, but yeah. So Raul, the, you say the twins are in first place and the Yankees are in last, but they have close to the same record. That's, that's great. Um, <laughs> you know, congratulations. Uh, the twins won the season series for the first time in over, uh, 20 years. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's, yep. That is, we'll what take, it is. we're going to take it. We're going to take it. We're, we're W's a W. Uh, yeah. That's, that's just it. We're in first place. So, yep. um, so fortunately we were talking about this before we went on the air, the, uh, the NHL, uh, the Stanley cup playoffs are st still going on currently as we speak, uh, the Kraken and stars are playing game seven. I was very much hoping this was going to go to a game seven, uh, because I really want Seattle to win. Uh, and I, I mean, you know, the, the stars beat the wild, but there's just something about this story with the Kraken. The I know. They, I mean, they beat the abs, which was completely unexpected. And I, uh, even this whole entire playoff, I mean, Florida. Yeah. Well, and... it looks like Dallas is up one, nothing right now. Well. Uh, end of the second period. So we're in the second intermission. Uh, Dallas is up by a goal. It's all right. They're playing in Dallas, so they do have home ice advantage, but I'm hoping Seattle can pull this out because I really want Seattle to go. Absolutely. Go to the next level uh, and, and play Vegas. So, uh, and Vegas is playing outstanding right now. Yep. They have um, all year. Yeah. So, um, one other thing that I wanted to bring up kind of in, the, I mean, it is sort of in the world of sports. It's in the world of, of gamesmanship and sportsmanship. Uh, and um, anybody who even recreationally uh plays just friendly home poker games you know for nickels and dimes or quarters knows the name doyle brunson and uh known as affectionately as the godfather of poker uh he sadly passed away uh yesterday i believe 89 89 years old uh so we just want to shout out him and and his family on the show um we, uh, I mean, before Garrett and I even knew each other, um, you know, we were both sort of separately just fans of the game and like watching poker on TV and like playing home games and, you know, the occasional casino and things like that. But uh, it was just a joy to watch. He was a lot of fun, entertaining, 
down to earth kind uh and also just he had a brain for the game oh my god before anybody else did yeah and he literally i mean people say this all the time but this literally he wrote the book on poker he did He's and then he, and then he wrote a second edition yep. and a third edition and a fourth edition adding in new stuff as the game evolved and uh just one of the best to ever do it and uh if just, you're at all interested uh in a youtube rabbit hole and uh you just search you know youtube for doyle brunson and um the videos where you know there's compilations of him accurately calling what people have in their hands yeah it's mind-blowing and yeah. there's been other players that you know ha, you know have done a really good job doing that but doyle was the first one to really <clears throat> be able to to do that as an art form and do it consistently so yeah just uh phenomenal and his his uh his favorite hand was the the hand that he won the world series main event with twice back in the 1970s it was the 10 deuce that was the same hand same hand both times yeah both times he won the main event he won it with the 10 deuce <laughs> And so, so next time, next time you're playing a poker game, uh, just play the 10 deuce for Doyle and, you know, full ten deuce. <laughs> <laughs> and I know it's, I mean, it's Doyle's hand, but, but, uh, yeah, just, just one time, just play the 10 deuce for Doyle and, uh, you know, uh, and just remember him and all he did for the, the game that we enjoy so much. Uh, but I would really love it if we can move, uh, move into our special guest event of the evening. Let's do it. All right, guys, let's uh, let's bring on our special guest of the evening. And on How About That Cigar Live, our special guests are brought to you by Drew Estate. And Drew Estate has announced the most recent Freestyle Live event pack with an MSRP of $40. The new packs have been prepared, and each one will include four of the new premium cigars, unbanded, a Freestyle Live cigar case, a Freestyle Live torch lighter, and a Freestyle Live cigar rest. Each pack will also include a badge with a QR code, which allows the purchaser to enter a sweepstakes for a chance to win incredible prizes, including an airfare package to anywhere in the world for two people, a custom, or, sorry, a custom longboard from Subculture Studios, and finally, the grand prize will be a luxury watch valued at $10,500. For more information, please visit Drew Estate. Dot com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you would please, without further ado, help us out, put your hands together, and welcome to episode 202 of How About That Cigar Live, Mr. Art Garcia. Brother, welcome to the show. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Can you guys hear me fine? Absolutely. Yeah, man. Nice. Man, what's going on with you guys? It's a beautiful night here in Minnesota, man. It's uh, finally summer here. We we get uh, really harsh winters up here, man. We get killed with with winter, and this year was like one of those just horrible long, long like it was a winter that felt like it was never going to end, and it finally ended. It's been beautiful here for the last few days, so we're yeah. uh, we're finally just loving the the sunshine. I was about ready to go start like trying to find a, a witch, you know, to kill like lion witch in the wardrobe. Like it wouldn't. <laughs> Unless the witch was dead, it was going to continue to be winter. Yeah. How are you doing, brother? Oh, you know, every day above the ground is a beautiful day, guys. Amen. Every day Amen. I get up, I thank the Lord for giving me another day of blessings and for giving me the talent to make cigars. <laughs> yeah. There it is. Yeah. So, Art, what are you smoking? Well, I'm about to smoke uh, one of my two-year-old cigars that have been aging in my aging room in my factory for, for two years now. 
and it's uh, I sell I sell two types of cigars. I have my Antigua Sunny brand, which we still sell in Europe, uh, the Middle East, Asia. And this one's the Antigua Sunny, beautiful ring. Look at that. Very nice. And this beautiful ring right here. Um, that is dark, dark. It looks the same for the Segovia's ring, but it just says Segovia instead of Antigua. Yeah. So I'm smoking the same cigar because it's the same cigar. <laughs> right on, right on. So you guys wouldn't believe uh, the mission that I just came from. So we took off on Saturday morning, my wife and I. We we took off to, uh, we went to Manawa. That's a, almost a three-hour drive from Esteli. And we were there for half a day. And then we went to a beautiful town in Nicaragua called Viriamba. And it's up in the hills, right? And then... Um, we went to go see a friend. I took him, a friend of mine from California came down with his family. So I went to visit him, taking some cigars. And then my wife's like, hey, don't forget that your your uh, your passport expired. You have to go renew, right? So us gringos or Latino gringos, <laughs> we, have, we have to exit Nicaragua every 90 days. And so I was already back. I was already back late by 14, 15 days, right? So. So we went, we drove all the way to San Juan del Sur, went to a city called Peñas Blancas, and I crossed over to Costa Rica. So I checked out from Nicaragua, walked to Costa Rica's customs, went to immigration, walked back to Nicaragua, and, and checked in back into Nicaragua. And all that process takes about an hour and a half, an hour or something. An hour and a half, sometimes to an hour. So I did that, I came back, and I'm like, all right, we're gonna go have dinner with Skip Martin and his wife, right? So uh, we went, we went over to Skip's house. He has a beautiful house in San Juan, uh, and so we went out there. And, and when I came back, he gave me some very special treats, man. Look what I got from him. Oh wow, you got a bundle, bro. <laughs> he hooked me up, man. So I gave him, I gave him some of these. He gave me some of these, and this is how we do over here in Nicaragua. You know, all the, yeah. all the gringo friends, we take care of each other, we help each other out. Uh, well, we try. And, and uh, but I know Skip and I have a beautiful relationship. Matter of fact, the house where I'm in now, it's my house now. I've been here since Skip moved out, I moved in. Oh, right so on. This this is Skip's old house here in Esteli. Nice, nice. Well, uh, I'm gonna get, these guys have cigars fired up. I'm gonna get my cigar fired up right now. Up too. And I'm gonna do that, uh, I'm gonna do that on the Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust toast can. All right. When lighting your cigar, it is important to be patient, pay close attention to detail, and focus on the tobacco. In the same way, Steve Saka brings those same qualities to the ultra-premium cigars of Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust. Patience, close attention, and focus on the tobacco are the qualities that Saka and Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust have become known for. From Sober Mesa to Umbagog, Dunbarton has a blend that will fit your palate, your mood, and any occasion. Visit DunbartonCigars.com to learn more. There we go. That's oh, yeah. a nice commercial, Bray. <laughs> I like that commercial. Thanks, brother. I got to give you some of my cigars. We can make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Art, one of the first things we love uh, learning about people who are first-time guests on the show is a little bit of your backstory. So tell us a little bit about where you're from uh, and uh, tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, your, your history with uh, premium tobacco and premium cigars. Nice. So, um, for you guys 
Whoever wants to read more about me later on, if the kids have missed the show, they could always go to uh, R. Garcia Tobacco Business. Uh, they have a great article about me and, and who I am since back in 2018. Um, PCA has a good article about me too. But pretty much, I'm a California boy. I love eating In-N-Out burgers, <laughs> those great Mexican tacos, you know what I mean? So I'm a Mexican-American, uh, well, something they call me Chicano-American. But I was born and raised in California. I lived there all my life. And, uh, I've been smoking cigars since I was 15 years old. And I'm not bullshitting. It's a true story. <laughs> my, gran my grandfather gave me my first cigar. My grandfather, um, um, his family, his father and mother, they're from Pinal del Rio, Cuba. And they came, they came to Puerto Rico. Grandfather came. Uh, he wanted to become an American. So he emigrated and became a, a US soldier to get his citizenship back in those days. And then uh, came over to Cali uh, when he was stationed out there. And then one of the one one of his off days, he went party with his troops and then he met my grandmother in Mexico. And it was game over. Oh, nice. So um, as you, how, how did you then like before the cigar business or were you always in the cigar business? No, I come from the music business. Oh, okay. Right on. So yeah. tell us a little bit about your music history. Um, so I started as a music artist, right? So I was a rapper. I'm, I still, I'm still a rapper. I know how to write some good lyrics. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, when I was about 17, 18, I got signed to a major record label, along with other friends of mine and who were doing artists. At the same time, I was already producing my own music. I was making, I was also a DJ when I was younger. So it all came from music, bro. You know, but before I got signed to all that stuff and became an artist, I was I was always singing rapping Spanish music, you know, like reggaeton, urban music, um, that kind of music. But before that, uh, uh, you know, I started with music. You know, music's been in my veins since I was a young kid. Uh, I, you know, I'm a trumpet and baritone player. In fact, I got my scholarship in college through music, through a trumpet and baritone, and so, and I play French horn too. I love classical music, so all my background has been around music. So when when I, I was 17. Uh, you know, I had my turntables going on in my room. I, I was writing lyrics to sing in Spanish, to rap in Spanish. So I became a, a singer and a rapper. And then I got my break through a friend of mine who, who dropped a single and got signed to a major label. So he asked me to come out on his record. So I did. And the producers at that time liked it so much that I also got signed. So uh, my career from there took off. It had become real hit. It wasn't a big thing like Bad Money and things like that, right? Because Back then, we were doing what we call Latin hip-hop. It wasn't reggaeton back then. It wasn't urban. It was just Latin hip-hop, you know, Spanish hip-hop. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, when Daddy Yankee came out and he produced a hit, Gasolina, put me and all my friends out of business. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then uh, the transition from... So when you're, when you're doing your music stuff and, um, you know, you... Um, you'd been smoking cigars since you were 15 years old. Yeah, what? so my, gra my grandfather gave me my first cigar when I turned 15, and, and uh, it's funny because he gave he gave uh, one of my cousins, uh, when she turned 15, you know, when they do that quinceanera, it's very traditional Latin families, and uh, when she turned 15, I, I'm thinking, okay, uh, he's going to give her some money. So he bought her a used car, you know, for her to practice how to drive, and it was a beat-up. I think it was a Honda Civic, you know, I don't know if it was 87 or something like that, but she got a car and 
So when I turned 15, I'm like, hey, Grandpa's going to buy me a car. So what he did is he sent me down, and, and, and we're in front of his humor. He said, you see that box right there, the wooden box? He said, yeah. I said, you see what happened in my hand? Yeah, a poodle. So go grab one, open it up, grab one, and bring it back with you and sit right next to me. So I did that, came back. He was like, I'm going to show you how to light up a cigar. And that's, <laughs> that's what everything started right there, brother. And so, do you know what it was? Yes, I do know what it was. It was an old Arturo Fuentes cigar made out of Tampa with Cuban tobacco. Oh, oh. man. Legit. One of the one of the old school Cuban Free Fuentes. embargo Oh, Fuentes. man. I'm wow. 42 years old now. I'm going to be 42 next month. But I was 15 back then. Can you imagine the time? <laughs> oh, that's just, oh, man. I love that. I love that. I even I even told Carlito I had one uh, I had a half half a box that my grandfather don't uh, I say donated to me but he left it for me. Um, he was like I'll buy it back from you. How much you want for that box? I said I don't know, Carlito. You have to give me something very special for that one. Yeah. <laughs> but my fortunately, my grandfather uh, six months after he gave me that cigar, he passed away. Mm. Yeah, he, he he had a stroke and never never woke up from that stroke. Sure. And so, um, you know, I miss him dearly. And, but well, he, uh, thank you, brother. He implanted that that seed. But yeah. I do remember when he, when we smoked the cigar, and I was choking with you know with with the smoke. But he did tell me, "This is going to change your life. This is going to make you a man, and this is going to bring back your family roots." So, years later, years later, I'm smoking cigars uh, between 15 and 18. I always, I used to, my dad used to have the cigars in his office. So I used to run in there, sneak one out. And uh, finally, when I was about 17 and a half, he said, look, I know you've been taking cigars from here. I said, he said, so you're about to turn 18. So I'm going to gift you your, your grandfather's humor. It's yours. Oh, wow. Ever since then, brother, I tell you, I've been smoking cigars in all my concerts. I smoke cigars in the studio. When I was recording music, I was smoking cigars. And I have proof. I have a lot of proof. Yeah. Uh, bullshit, bullshit aside, people know me for that. All the executives from Universal Latin, Universal Music, uh, Sony Music, Warner War, uh, Brothers Music, Latin. Every time we had a concert or a gig or there was something musical going on, I would bring a lot of cigars with me and I would give it to them. Nice. And, and um, so that's when I said, hey, you know what? I think I'm going to. I want to get in the cigar industry when I was young, you know, when I was barely, uh, before I made a lot of money. And, and then, um, you know, after that is history, bro. I planned it out. And T. West to me was, it was my first baby. And uh, we planned that out and, and, and uh, it happened, bro. We, in 2015, we sponsored a few musical big events in Miami. We did the Latin Billboards. Uh, I sponsored the Latin Billboards with Universal Latin. Latin Billboards and us on T. Wesley. We had a, a cigar roller live right there, and I had I was giving away the shirts and hats. Uh, it was only for music artists and other music executives from uh, Universal Latin. Uh, Manny Idiarte showed up. I invited Manny Idiarte. He was there with us. Um, and in 2017, I also we did the uh, we sponsored. We were the only cigar company that sponsored the Latin Grammys in Las Vegas. So, and you can find this, it's all Instagram, all the pictures from back then. Yeah. Uh, and, and so we did a lot of cool things. So now 
uh, now all the executives in the music business, they, they, they reach out to me. They're like, all right, how's the cigar business? I said, it's growing. It's growing. They said, uh, well, send me a box, brother. Don't be like that. Send me a box. <laughs> <laughs> all right. But, so, Art, um, you, uh, <clears throat> between, you know, music and, and you deciding to go into the cigar industry, um, what were the, you know, steps you took to learn about the industry and who did you, you know, who did you know or didn't know that you wanted to, what, what did that beginning process look like for you to, well, well to get first to of all, I, I was a smoker, so I, I already know what I'm smoking and I already knew that Nicaragua was one of the countries I want to be in. Um, you know, I wasn't digging too much Dominican uh, tobacco at that time. I wasn't digging Costa Rican tobacco. No disrespect to my colleagues in Costa Rica or Dominican Republic. Back then, I was really digging all that spice coming out of Nicaragua. And I remember I was smoking a lot of Hoyo de Nicaraguas uh, back then. Um, and I had I had friends, friends of mine, who were bringing back cigars from Nicaragua. So one day, I said, you know what, I'm going to go to Nicaragua. So I reached out to a few friends that I had. And, and, and then they, they contacted me with the right people here in SLE, and I came down. Now we're talking about maybe, I want to say, 2010, 2011. Um, so I came out here, started learning the process, bro. I started working. I started working. Uh, there was a small cigar factory here. It's not here anymore. Um, and, and I started working with him, and he, they started teaching me uh, the process from the beginning to the end. And that's how I started. And then I started working with Pilones and they were growing tobacco as well. Then I started working with them in the tobacco fields. And I was basically working on my summers for free. And that's how I really started, bro. And when you, uh, like you said, you you really wanted to get into the, the Nicaraguan uh, style, the Nicaraguan spice and Nicaraguan flavor. Um, did um did everything kind of come together at once did you did you look around at factories and say no i'm gonna i'm gonna work with these people to blend my cigar did you did you say no let's let's just get everything rolling on my own 100 right off the bat how did uh how did you uh decide which moves you were going to make and when well you know back then i was very immature in the business bro. i didn't know what i was doing really all i knew was how to make cigars i was, I was being taught how to make cigars uh, fortunately, uh, with that with that factory at that time, business didn't work out good. I ended up, uh, you know, I give money and I never got cigars back and shit happened. So I let that go and, and so went back to the States. Uh, I was buying cigars from another source. And then in 2013, uh, 2014, I met, uh, I became really good friends with Pedro Gomez. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and uh, Pedro started guiding me with some people out here. And then I met some other friends and I met a, another friend named Payan, which is Pedro Gomez friend. And, uh, and I became really good friends with them. And, and uh, uh, they invited me to come stay at their family's house here in Esteli. And, and, and ever since then, I never looked back, bro. I, I've been working with different factories back then. Uh, but then I started making my factory with another factory that we released in 2019. And then it became a hit, bro, you know, at IPCPR, we got the best booth of the year. Uh, our, our cigar became the number 12 cigar of the world with the top 20, from the top 25 cigars from Cigar Journal Magazine. 
and we just started working hard to the yeah. end. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. So what, what, when you first released a cigar to the market, did you just release one blend or did you have a, a multiple blends that you first released? We had four blends. Uh, okay. We had our semi box first store, six by 56. This one, uh, we also had the Robusto five and a half by 52, same blend, just a little tweak on it. Uh, but it was delicious. Then we had a, a Toro Ecuador wrapper, five and a half by 52 Robusto. We had a Toro and we had the Torpedo. Uh, they were all 52. Uh, Ecuador wrapper as well. And then take us through. So I know that you went through the entire process of learning how, you know, from seed to cigar. But when it comes to blending the cigars, did you work with other, you know, blenders, master blenders, or are these your creation? Yeah. I... Oh. Well, and that's we might, the internet. We might, that's Nicaragua. Internet's going to internet. It is. We'll give it a minute here Especially to yeah. uh, to get a reconnect, or maybe it'll just. Are we there? There we go. There we go. We're back. Uh, it's that Nicaraguan right. internet. It's all good. Yes. Blame Nicaragua. Yeah. <laughs> I got to meet a lot of great people here. Brother, two of them passed away. Um, and But I, I remember that every time I wanted to make a cigar, and if I didn't have a factory to go to, I would call Jose from Placencia. Uh, and I said, hey, brother, hey, man, I want to make some cigars, bro. Uh, can I go make some blends at your factory? They're like, dude, come on down. Two bucks a stick. So I would go there make a lot of cigars, make a lot of blends. And then uh, I'll probably be there for like eight hours just making cigars. Uh, and I remember uh, sometimes I used to make cigars with a guy named David Blanco at his oh, yeah. factory. And so uh, I will do that. I will do that for a few months, take him back home. I would say, okay, this is what I want. This is what I not want. This is what I want. So then uh, the factory that I picked to work with, um, I will tell him what I want. I say, here's a cigar, here's a blend. Let's make it happen. Uh, we got a question from a viewer. What your favorite size cigar is? 54 and 56. Oh, yeah? So you're a bigger 52. ring gauge guy. Yeah. I like Robusto 52. I like Toros 54s. And I like my box for 56. Okay. And if you, I mean, if you were forced to choose one, do you prefer a, a Prensado or, or a Parejo? Prensado, what would you say the other a, one is? A box, a box press or a round cigar? Which do you prefer? Hmm. Well, over here we come, Toros. <laughs> uh, uh, I say I would take a box press, bro. Okay. Yeah. But it's not a, my box. My box press is not a square press. Yeah. It's a semi box press. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So it's square from the bottom and round from the top. Okay. Yeah, I like I like that. It's it's easier to smoke. It's it's yep. yeah. I like those. I do too. Mm -hmm. um i love these now what are um i mean if if you talk us through your blends and the the stuff that you have available right now for people to smoke uh you know talk us through as 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 consumers what can we expect uh as smokers you know for as far as spice notes um you know strength ratings that kind of thing from the cigars that you offer uh, what can a smoker expect well i'll tell you what uh, we have a lot of reviews with our t west elite cigars all over the world these cigars sell in europe and they sell very well 
So there's reviews all over the all over the internet, right? But if, if you wanna if you wanna hear from somebody from the heart, I will tell you that all my cigars are medium to full. All my cigars have a lot of creaminess, have have a lot of aroma. Uh, all my cigars have a lot of flavors. When I make a cigar, I, I try to marry them the right way so that way when the smoker smokes them, first of all, they're not gonna get a bad palate, meaning that when they smoke, they're not gonna feel that, that funny shit in your throat. When you do the retro smoke, which I love doing the retro smoke, you're gonna feel some type of love and passion going through your nose. Of course, you're gonna feel the spice. That's where Ometepe comes in. Yeah. But it's gonna be a smooth process, like a smooth operator. So so when you smoke my cigars, you're just gonna enjoy them. Yeah. Can you imagine smoking our new Segovia's Destiny cigar? coming into the U.S. market this month that has been aged in my humidor for two years. Picture oh, nice. that. So that's a, that's a good aging time. And, you know, a lot of times you hear, you know, three months, six months, nine months, two years, that's pretty good. Guys, let me tell you, let me tell you guys something, bro. Um, we opened a factory in June of 2016. Next month, I'm going to be two years. Okay. We made a lot of cigars. Yeah. Close to 100,000 cigars for my brand. I haven't sold any of them. Oh, okay. I only sold to a European market, right? And, and right. Other markets. But the U.S. has not had any of my cigars. So what? what is the plan for the American market? Conquer USA again, bro. Because I'm from the West Coast. I'm an American. And I got to come back to the market. Okay. I've been out of the market for a couple of years. I don't know if you guys know what happened. I do. Yeah, there was a, yeah. Well, so that pretty much put me out. Yeah. And a lot of people think that, oh, you know, that, oh, you know, this brand came out or this happened to them. I got sued by a big monster for bully reasons. And pretty much they put me out of business. I came back and I opened a factory. I said, fuck it. I don't give a shit. Excuse my French. Oh, hey. It's uh, hey, no problem nope. here. This is uh, an adult show. There you go. <laughs> we encourage. <laughs> so, you know, coming out of a, a federal lawsuit cost me over half a mil. I defended my name on T. Wesley. And I got to keep it in the rest of the world. So you keep so that name's gonna stay outside of the US and it's gonna the, stay but not for long, brother. I'm gonna change the whole name completely. Okay, okay. Which now I guess called, I guess makes sense. You don't have to pay to have separate bands printed and boxes and all that. That yeah. kind of makes sense, I guess. So whatever I have left for Antigua, I'm gonna get rid of and they're gonna become memorabilians. They're gonna become something very special because uh a lot of people use my ring as collectible items. Okay. So are you gonna be at PCA? That's the plan. Okay. That's the plan. But when you have a five thousand dollar payroll every week, it's kind of hard. And oh, when yeah. you got no sales, it's even harder. <laughs> yeah. That's um, the plan, brother. So we know, <clears throat> I know that uh, you have also done projects for other brands as, as well. Are you able yeah. to talk about any of? Uh, sure. So let's talk about some of the other projects that you have done that people I'll would show you know about. 
So I made this guy. Casa 1910. Oh, yeah. Right. We made, I made this one. I made uh, the Gordo 6x60. Hilguero. Um, and the Torpedo, the one that just won 90 points with cigars done. Awesome. I'm very happy for those guys. They got 90 points in their uh, one of their cigars. And oh, they did get 90 points with Cigars Love Magazine too, uh, the European magazine. Yeah. And I know that uh, you know our friend Orlando. Uh, have you done any any business with Orlando, or are you guys just? You talking about Oswaldo? No, Orlando um, from uh, Divine Leaf. Do you know Orlando, or maybe? Yeah, a... Orlando. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, we have done any business yet. Oh, you have? Okay. okay. Not yet. So when you look at kind of the way the the U.S. market is going these days, um, you know, we've seen and, and I'm not even just talking cigars, but the, the question is going to in a roundabout way get to cigars. But, you know, ever since, uh, you know, ever since COVID and all the stuff going on around that, you know, for the last few years, we've seen a lot of different types of products just get more and more expensive, you know, over the years because you know, for whatever reason. So when you look at pricing structure in Europe versus pricing structure in United States for cigars, what, uh, what are you seeing? And, and do you think it's a good or a bad thing as far as like pricing trends with cigars? Well, Europe right now is about to turn around. Okay. They have, they have a thing called trick and trace and it's going to put a lot of smaller companies out of business. Kind of like what, what what the FDA is trying to do with with the American uh, market for cigars, okay. right? And so that's going to stop a lot of little distributors, a lot of little guys sell cigars because they won't be able to afford to pay up front fifteen or twenty thousand euros just to sell cigars. But uh, aside from that, you know, a good friend of mine told me, "Art, stop bullshitting and fucking around, and focus in the U.S., bro." You got no other business but the U.S. And he's right. So I think the U.S. is going to—it's the only best market in the world. Yeah, yeah. The U.S. I mean, there's there's not uh, percentage-wise. I mean, it's like what one percent of the U.S. population enjoys premium cigars. But the just overall the the sale the number of boxes that get sold in the U.S. is 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 pretty outrageous. So that's. It's a market that's it's almost impossible to not be in, you know, which is why it was so tough for you in the time you had to, you know, uh, worry about lawsuits and all that stuff. Yeah, I was lucky enough that we did pretty well, bro, in the first six months. Yeah. We did pretty well, but pretty much all my all my money went in that lawsuit. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, bro. That sucks, <clears throat> man. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of learned, I think I paid for a high education in trademark, bro. I became, <laughs> I became the best trademark attorney in the world. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it's not the first time I've heard that. Um, yes. Yeah. So, we, you know, what happens is that every time we get defeated, it's a lesson learned. And all we got to do is get back up and keep going. Yeah. So when everybody thought that I was, I was done, when everybody thought, I mean, there was a point in my life, bro, in, in 2019, 2020, where even some friends, partners, 
investors just left me out cold. Oh, wow. Abandoned me completely. I was on my own. Man. Yeah, it's, it's, my- it's always tougher when you're doing it out of pocket. Mm-hmm. You know, that's... And, uh, I remember I'm looking at my bank account. I'm looking, smoking a cigar. I'm sitting down in my place in California. And I says, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? So then, and, you know, you know what's funny is that I also got married in 2019 in Nicaragua with my wife. My wife is Nicaraguan from, from Nicaragua. And we got married here at Miramar Beach, uh, which is in the Lyon. Mm-hmm. And, and then uh, a few months later, I had to go to Europe. And that's when we, that's when we got the lawsuit. But I, I remember I called my wife and I said, you know what? We're going to fight this through. And then after this, we're going to make a decision what we're going to do together. Yeah. And then in, in, in June of 2021, I said, you know what? So before before I, I opened my factory, I was, I was talking to some factories about making my blends. But I'm very special with my cigars, right? My blends. Yeah. Then I remember, I remember, I, I gave my blend to a factory, and we were supposed to start production. We, we were going to start with, I think, uh, thirty or forty thousand cigars. And this happened in January of 2021. And these guys ended up just fucking up my blend. Mm. So then I opened up the tobacco and I, and I started looking at the leaves they put in, and I see, I realized that a lot of these leaves, this was like. Grade C and grade D tobacco. Yeah. I don't know if you guys know about tobacco, but we have four grades of tobacco. You got A, B, C, and D. A and B being the best, C and D being, you know, just scrap tobacco, you know, a bunch yeah. of holes all over the place. Uh, it's not fermented or cured, right? I mean, this, right? And when that happened, I said, you know what? I'm not going to trust my cigars with no one. I don't care how big or little you are. I said, if you're a big company, you're not going to really focus on my cigar because I have a small production. And if you're a small company and you're trying to take my blend for your blend and change my blend and put the shittiest tobacco, even though you're charging me for a premium cigar, I said, screw that. So I started the, I started the factory with $150,000. And then a friend of mine lent me another $150,000. And then I ended up selling my house, my cars in California, half of my furniture. Um, and I raised more money and I put it back in the factory, bro. And ever since then, I never looked back. Moved out of, I moved out of the U.S. And I moved to Cal- to Esteli and I've been here ever since. So how's that transition for, for uh, you know, moving from the States to Esteli full time? I mean, it's, uh, we've heard from some other people who've made that change that it's, uh, it's uh, it's it's just a different. And I've been to Esteli a few times. But I I've lived there full time, so so I can't can't even imagine what it's like like changing your life like that. What's what was that transition like? Well, it's uh, I'll tell you guys the truth. Esteli is boring. <laughs> it's not what you guys think. You know, a lot, a lot of single dudes they come here, they want to go party, meet girls, and that's fine, right? But I'm a married man. And, and, you know, I love the wife and she loves me. And, and so basically from our house, I, I get up in the morning, work out, drink my coffee, smoke my cigar. Then I head over to the factory, work nine, 10, 11 hours. And if you don't believe me, ask Kip Martin. He also works a lot. He's a big worker. He works a lot. 
And believe me when I tell you, that guy doesn't leave his factory till like four in the morning, <laughs> five in no. the morning sometimes. <clears throat> and so, uh, so we we work, you know, 12, 13 hours a day. Uh, even though we 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 all the workers leave at 5 p.m., I stay working in, in marketing and I stay working planning our return to the U.S. Uh, whatever things I gotta do, I, I make it happen, right? And and I tend to work more when everybody leaves than when people are there. And then I come home, we have dinner, watch a movie, we we'll take a little dog for a walk, come back and go to sleep, and do the same thing the next day. Uh, when Skip and his wife are in town, uh, we'll go out for dinners, couples. Uh, uh, his wife, Arlen, she's good friends with my wife. And, and we'll go out dinner at a steakhouse here or something like that. But it's not like we, we go clubbing or we go to bars and, you know, we don't do that stuff. We smoke cigars in our patios, bro, or at the factory. You know what I mean? So, yeah. But we do travel. We, we go to the beach. I love going to the ocean. It's a three-hour drive. And if you want to go to, it's a three-hour drive to Leon Beach. But if you want to go to San Juan where Skip lives, it's a six-hour drive, five or six hours. Mm. Yep. It depends on traffic. But it's a beautiful beach out there, bro. It's, uh, yeah. You know, if I want to play golf, because I like playing golf, since you were talking about sports, I have to drive literally four hours from here to go play golf. Um, so I haven't really found anything cool to do out here besides cigars um, in SLE. I was just talking to my wife today. So, you know what? I'm going to get into uh, chicken fights or gallos. <laughs> you know, we have, we have a gallo tournament every week over here. I say, I might get into that because my family in Mexico, uh, they're all into that, bro. You know, so uh, they're they're pretty good at what they do. And so um, I was thinking of getting to that, but I'm like, ah, I don't know. Uh, maybe I, I I have a friend who owns a recording studio about two hours from here, professional recording studio. So I might I might start recording another album, bro. I was just thinking about it. Um, a friend of mine who was here a couple of days ago, uh, he manages a lot of big acts. In fact, I'm still in the industry. I still collect royalties for my music. Nice. Um, but uh, for some reason, how I got something I want to I want to let go, you know. Yeah. And for the last three years, I had a lot of tension, a lot of stress, and I think if I record an album, it will help me out. So yeah, you still got, you still got stuff that. to say. Absolutely. Right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna release some fire like Eminem in his first album. <laughs> <laughs> I feel a diss track coming, yeah, and, and uh, I'm here for it. Well, so, uh, uh, but besides that, you know, my wife and I, we just, you know, what we do the best is just walk our dog around the block, a couple yeah. blocks. I built my, I have my own gym in my house, so I don't have to go to a gym. I work out here in my house. I have a treadmill. I have a, my weight sets and free weights. So I try to do that at least, you know, to keep my my diabetes in place, bro. There you go. You know, well, but bro, it's still it's still is overall, you know, it's just. Well, here's a cool thing about to happen. I heard that it's going to be a new McDonald's here. Oh. <laughs> That's big, actually. That's big. I'll be having those breakfast sandwiches every morning. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, and I'll tell you this: that uh, the McDonald's in uh, the Dominican Republic. Oh yeah shits on american mcdonald's no shit dude their breakfast because the the breakfast they have uh the plantains 
for breakfast. Their breakfast burritos are twice the size they are here. And in the th- I bet they still use beef tallow instead of vegetable oil. I'm sure they do. Yeah, that's, sure that's they use more organic food. That's yeah. the real shit. Yeah. And it's so good. Um, so Art, one of the things I mean, we love telling the story and we've <laughs> you know we've we've heard your <laughs> oh skip. Um, hey, hey, it's been no, he really has been giving me some tips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Skip's re- you guys, if you haven't <laughs> seen Skip, oh, that's, that pick, that pick was oh, Skip, your recent gains are legendary, oh, bro. Yeah. Oh, yeah, see the guy, bro, he has it's a six cool. pack now, bro. I know, did you see that? <laughs> just, just like the guy said in Tropic Thunder, shredded like a Julianne salad, <laughs> <That's> man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Art, we want to follow you on your journey to, um, coming into the U S market. We want to support you and, um, you you know, and part of that is obviously telling your story. We, we heard you're, you know, a hard worker. Um, and we know that you've got the support with, you know, from people like obviously skip is, um, come on to give you a little and, we want to support you in continuing to tell your story in, in the U S market. Now the plan is to come to PCA. Okay. Um, what, what are you needing in order to both make that happen and to get your cigars into the U S market? What are the pieces you're missing? Oh man. Only if I could tell you what I'm missing, but, uh, uh, pretty much you just got to score away the boot. Right now, I'm working, working progress. I'm working on details with that. Uh, but it, we have everything ready, bro. We have the cigars ready. We got the rings ready. Uh, the boxes are getting ready. Uh, we have our distributor ready as well. Uh, so pretty much all we need to do is just show up and a lot of marketing, letting people know we're coming out. Finally, after two year waiting, people have been, retail has been waiting. People think that I was never going to come out. I'm coming out finally, and I'm very excited to present my new cigar to you guys. Excuse me. I'm very excited. Yeah. You know, it's like a dream come true. It's like buying my brand new car, a brand new car I never had before. You know, I feel, uh, you know, I'm excited, bro. Are you doing the Phosphoro? I did the, I did the Limitada, Phosphoro Limitada. Bro. Dope. Uh, so we love Jeff. We had uh, both yeah, Jeff and Mike. Yeah, and I was just smoking uh, phosphoro. Um, so, uh, tell us about that project. Oh man, so Jeff's a cool dude, man. I love the guy. He yeah, with me all the time. So Jeff, one time, so like, uh, I said, "Hey, Art, I would like to make a cigar, a special cigar with you. And, and, and what can we do to make that happen?" I said, "Well, what do you want to do, bro?" I said, "I don't know. I want to make a small project. I want to call it Limitada." I said, "I tell you what." I have this blend for you I can make that you might like. So he went to the factory. We smoked several of them. After smoking three, four cigars, he said, let's make it happen. So we made we made a good amount of cigars for him. And they're going to be released. I'm not sure if it's going to be by PCA, but, but whoever is going to smoke those cigars, they're going to go on a surprise. It's an amazing cigar. And it has this distinguished, beautiful flavor, bro. When he... When you smoke, when you, when you spark it, you're going to have this aroma, right? I'm a big guy with aromas. But when you start smoking it and you start tasting the flavors, you're going to be like, wow, this is a kick-ass cigar. So it's called Phosphoro Limitada. Look out for it. 
man. This internet sucks. I think it's my link. Could have an internet, guys? Can you guys hear me? Now, yep, I can. I got you now. All right. All right. So uh, we love Jeff um, and everything that he is doing with uh, Phosphoro. We're super excited for for that project. Um, and uh, so we've got that coming up. Sorry, we've just got some technical things happening on uh, the background of okay of, of us. All good. I'll, I'll, I'll drink some of my Florida Cana. Oh, I'll you're drinking Florida Cana? Right here. There you go, brother. Right there. We love it. All right. We are uh, now we are back on. I didn't lock it. I just hadn't moved the mouse in a while. So it. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah, it locked itself. <laughs> so, oh, there you go. It was still, we, we were still on. Oh, it's yeah, just, we were on. Yeah. And I knew that Justin, you know, had it. And... <laughs> there you go. No, I got to remember. You would think I would learn after 200 episodes not to drink beer during the show because I got to piss so much. But yeah, rook, and I, I made a rookie mistake after 200 episodes. I'm drinking beer. I have no business drinking beer during the show. Drink some Florida Kanye 18, brother. It's gonna be a good mix. Oh, Florida Kanye. I've I I have yeah, I'm out. I have had my fair share of Florida Kanye. I love that stuff. Um, so Art, is there any way for consumers in the US to uh, get a hold of your cigars? Yes, you could help me support by smoking any of the Casa 1910 uh, Calvary edition with the green label. Those are the ones I make in the factory. So if you smoke the green labels, it's like you're smoking our cigars in the factory. Great cigars. Manolo did a great job blending the cigar with me, and it was an awesome cigar. So I want to give all the credit to Manolo on that one. But if you want to smoke something out of our factory, smoke Casa 1910 green label. You could also smoke the new Fosforos Limitada coming out. Yes, That's also coming out of the factory. So that's going to be a great smoke with Riverside, uh, Riverside Cigar Lounge. And, and so hit those guys up, hit up Jeff, and then I'll make sure, he'll make sure he'll hook you guys up with some of those. Or the consumers can buy direct from the store um, or wait for our cigars to come out. Segovia is coming soon. Very nice. We always want to, you know, obviously support our, our sponsors and stuff. I don't know, um, you know, if Smoke In um, or Corona is carrying any of those. Yeah, lines. they do. They had a, they had okay. a big party at Cinco de Mayo uh, with okay. Casa 1910. Yeah. Awesome. Very nice. So please check out our sponsors to uh, get a hold of those uh, cigars. Uh, helps both support um, not only what um, Art is doing, but also helps support us and, and what we're doing here. Yeah. Um, man, and uh, we're excited. Yeah, yeah. We're. I'm. I know it's been a long time coming, but we we know that you're gonna. You know, you're gonna get your own brand back in the U.S. market soon, and. Uh, you know, we look forward to it, and and we're we're excited for what you have coming down the road. I got it now. I got some questions for you guys. Oh, right on! Bring it. Let's make it happen. So, my crazy ass, because you know I'm very artistical, right? I come from the artistry side of of making everything. Like, if you notice the rings, they're very artistic. Yeah. Right. So, when I I designed this ring, I actually drew it. I drew every part of the ring. And I remember I gave it to Manny. Uh, Manny Iriarte, I don't know if you guys know who he is. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Manny designed my rings. So I give it to him on a paper. I said, bro, this is how I want it. Boom. But I want you to do your magic on it. This happened. This is a conversation we had in 2000. 
16 when when Manny and I met for this for this project. And um, so everything I do is artistic. But my crazy ass, now that I, I got a lot of time after the factory, I, w- I want to create a room and make it into a podcast room. Oh, yeah. And I want to and I want to call it and hopefully it gets skip support on that one. I want to call it the Crazy Gringos or some name podcast for only factory owners to come and talk about their factories. So we can talk shit. All the shit goes in the factories. But let me tell you guys, a lot of shit goes in the factory. And that's fun conversations to have. Bro. Yeah. Man, I, I got to tell you guys. <laughs> you know, so I want to do something. But what do you guys recommend? How should I get started? I have no idea how to do it. Well, first you fly us down there. That's where it's Yeah. <laughs> no i mean there's uh um when when we started this i i will admit i was in way over my head uh with how i thought things were gonna go and uh matt has been the master at building how about that cigar nice and um so you need somebody like like a matt to help um help put all the pieces together. But I can tell you this, once you have, I mean, the easy stuff is the equipment and, and all of that and what you want to spend. But the, the, the two most important things are consistency and good content. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. You've got the content thing down because yes. there's, I, I've, I mean, I've heard of, I've only heard a handful of really great factory stories in my time and i know there's thousands of oh, great yeah. factory stories that people would love that's to hear. an untapped yes well yes there, bro and believe me skip and i have a lot of stories oh i know or any owner of the factories here i'm telling you guys so so i've been a member of the nam show for close to 20 years have you guys heard of the nam show oh yeah i've yeah my brother uh my brother goes to nam pretty much every year i've never I been used, myself but i uh, used to live around the corner from that i used to live across the street from the angel stadium what is it? I got nothing. Uh, so the NAM, the NAM show is where all the music providers in the world, from the little flutes to the piccolos to the trumpets to the drums, any part the drum set needs or the wood sticks or anything or any guitar, the best cigar, uh, guitars in the world, uh, even Bovida shows up right there once in a while. Yeah. They all get together in one place. Like a trade show for music. It's a yeah, big trade show. Music equipment, sound equipment, all instruments, the music equipment everything. everything. So I became really good friends with the guys from Sure, the microphones. Yeah. The guys from Blue Microphones. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, even even uh, with uh, what are they, you know, the companies called? Um, uh, what's the Mexican the Mexican boards? Uh, Allen Allen Heath. Allen and Heath, yeah. Right. I'm good because you know I used to DJ back then, right? Yeah. If you don't believe I have my DJ name right here somewhere, right down there, DJ Creator. Nice. Creator, see that? I don't know if you guys can see that. DJ Creator, right? That was my DJ name back then. Don't steal the name for for the cigar. It's already trademarked. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, so I contact Sure, and they said they're going to sponsor me some badass mics to start with the podcast. Yeah, you want the from from Sure? You're going to get the the SM7B. Mm-hmm. That's the one you're going to get, uh, and I can I I would be more than happy to sit down with you on the phone or, or on zoom. I appreciate that, bro. And talk through equipment and lighting and, you know, all that kind of, and, and, uh, online platforms where you can host your stuff and all that. I'd be happy to talk to you about that. 
And then what I want to do, you know, when I when I learned how to DJ when I was 15, 16 years old, that's when I started DJing a little bit. But I started with turntables. Oh, I yeah. started with techniques 1200s. Techniques 1200s. That's yeah. right. A mixer, a mixer, and headphones. Yeah, that's all you need. And a crayon. They have no Serato. I'm not a big believer in Serato. Even though all my DJ friends now, they all use Serato. And I want to take it back to the old school. You know, in, in my storage right now, one of the things that I did keep that it's storage right now are I have about a thousand vinyls, bro. LPs. Ooh. I got from disco to old school to all the hip hop. Uh, I have a lot of house music, deep house, trance, minimal techno, uh, hardcore. <laughs> I used to I used to love hardcore music. Uh, what else? What else do I have? And hard house music. Yeah. So. So I want to see if I could bring me some of those, bring me some turntables, and do like a little mix show without Serato. Absolutely yeah. crazy stuff I had in my head. Uh, but that's how I used to have fun, man, back then. You know, where I grew up, bro, I, I grew up in in a city where it wasn't pretty. Yeah. So I grew up in L.A., and right around my the four cities around me, they were all gangs, gang, uh, uh, gang-affiliated cities. So there was different gangs all over the place. But what kept me out of trouble when I was young, bro, was music. Yeah. And and I want to thank, uh, uh, you know, my band director back then, Mr. Lee Mitchell. Um, he taught me so much in music that he totally changed my life. That's awesome. And and, and I'll tell you guys, if I would have been for music and cigars, I would have been somewhere else right now. Yep. Oh, you know, yeah. maybe locked up or dead, you yep. know. It's the same uh, for me. Same for me. If not for my music teachers, I would have been, uh, yeah, I, it would have been a bad road for me. And, and I, I tried. Have, even I after have, they, they pushed me so hard, they pushed me so hard. And even after high school and, and they, I tried so hard to, to, you know, fuck my life up, but they, you know, people around me wouldn't let me, wouldn't let me slide. So I put it, put it like this one time, my band director. Uh, uh, so what happens when I, I used to sneak out of my classes sometimes, right? And I used to go to the band room. That, that was like a haven zone right there. Right? Same, same right? here, bro. Same here. <laughs> same, exactly same here. So then, so then when my band director wasn't there, and there was nobody there. So there were some girls I was trying to impress. So I took my cigar out and started smoking a cigar, bro. But I, I got suspended by the height by, by, <laughs> <laughs> for smoking a cigar. I said, no. I, I told, the, I told the, uh, um, the principal at that time, I said, you should be lucky. It's not weed. I'm smoking yeah. tobacco. It's organic. They started laughing at me. <laughs> so, you know, ever since I was young, they used to call me the cigar little dude, you know? Yeah. Man, man now that I think about it, I'm like, damn, that, man, that's how much I love tobacco, bro. That's why I'm here. Yeah. You know, I tell people, I could be making six, seven figures somewhere else, doing something else, but I'm here all because of the love of cigars, bro. Think about, think about it. Think about it. I haven't made a dime. Yeah. Since I opened the factory, bro, I made I made money, you know, from from uh, manufacturing for other brands. But that money goes back to the factory, pays mm -hmm. payroll, pays factory, pays tobacco, right? But what about me? I haven't made I haven't I haven't it's like I haven't made money. But at the end of the day, it's not about money, bro. Right. I'm doing this for my passion. I'm doing this because I love just how. It feels to have this cigar in your hand. And this is not bullshit, bro. Look at my hair is sticking up. I'm telling you the truth. 
Otherwise, why the hell would I be in Esteli, 3,000 miles away from California, right. not eating In-N-Out burgers, bro? Exactly. I should be eating In-N-Out burger right now with my animal fries. You know <laughs> oh, what I mean? Yes. But I'm here drinking Florida Kanye. That's right. That's right. So I'm telling you guys, what we do here is all passion. Yeah. It's passion of the leaf, man. And so I love what I do. I'm excited to present the new cigars coming out. And I'm excited that the brands that we make are having success. Yeah. That's the number one thing that, that excites me. That's why when I take on a project, I put in all my love and effort. I'll give you guys an example. There's a lot of factories out here or anywhere. You know, they're big factories. They mass produce a lot of cigars. But you don't see the main guys in the production room testing every, every, every cigar from every table. And that's my job. You know, we got 15 tables in my factory, but I'm only using about six right now. But out of those six, I'm there every morning testing the bunch, right, of the, of, without the wrapper, smoking it, making sure my, my buncher is not fucking up in my blend. Mm -hmm. I'm there every day looking at my roller, making sure that the roll is nice and beautiful. Like, I'm very, different people do different things, right? But for me, I'm very technical with my, with my rolling. If, if the rapper looks like shit, if the rapper, again, there's other people who do it different. But me, I like it perfect, bro. I like it to yeah. look beautiful. Yeah. You know? And so if I see any details on, on the rapper, I give it back to my puchero and my roller and I say, hey, fix it, bro. Otherwise, you're not getting paid for it. So I'm there literally about six, seven hours in my production room and in my tobacco room. Now, yeah. here's the hardest part. Finding the right tobacco. Yeah. Yeah. That's there's a lot of there's a lot of people out there who who all want they all want the best tobacco that's available. So and you got to you got to build those relationships with the suppliers to to try to get your hands on the best absolutely. available tobacco. Absolutely. Well, Skip, Skip went on a, you know, a little soapbox, um, you know, a while ago about, you know, the ability to find tobaccos and how people that are selling tobacco won't let you just cherry pick, like you said, no. the A's. Yeah. You got to buy, you know, bundles that will include all ranges. And, um, and that's, that's tough. You know, what do you do with your uh, C and D grade tobaccos other than, you know, maybe sell them off for, you know. So the problem, the problem that little factors like myself, and I'm a lot smaller than Skip. Skip is in a whole different level than I am. You know, but for example, if I was to go to a, a company and try to buy tobacco, and I'm talking about a, a very established fact, uh, company, uh, and I'm a factory, but uh, uh, you know, when they sell the tobacco, we call it the uh, 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 can I say it in Spanish? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know, we call it pre industries, right? Pre industries, yeah, the, the, the people who sell the actual tobacco, like brokers. No, not brokers, the actual producers of the tobacco. Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. So what happened is that, you know, I, I have, there's times where I, I gone at 6.45 in the morning with my tobacco manager to buy tobacco. We go there, we pick about, you know, 10 bales of tobacco of the good stuff, grade A, grade B tobacco, which we call it Sano. You know, uh, Sano means uh, oh, 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 say perfect tobacco, right? And then we tell them, okay, we'll be back. We're going to bring the money. We come back maybe 
30 minutes later and someone came and bought it all. Wow. And that left me without production for the week. Yeah. There's been times where, where they don't want to sell me a tobacco because they promised that tobacco to the big companies. Right. right. Leva, Drew Stay. You know? Skip. <laughs> skip knows what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Right? Yep. Now, here's a big problem we have right now. Nobody in this fucking town has Lijero. Ask him. Yep. You can't find that shit, bro. Right. From Esteli. And people who don't have it don't want to sell it. And so us little guys, we got to go through shit like that. Yeah. Yep. And we got to fight hard. We got to fight for them to respect us, bro. And us being gringos here, I mean, I'm not really, you know, I don't look gringo, but they, they consider me a gringo here, right? I think gringo <laughs> Chicano. Uh, they don't respect us, bro. They'd rather sell the tobacco to a big guy than us. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so we got to fight hard to earn their trust and respect here so yeah. we can buy tobacco. Yeah. And that takes time, just like building any relationship. It takes time. You know, you got to get, you got to earn their trust. They've got to earn your trust. You know, it's a two-way street kind of thing. And, and you know, we get, we get people to come to our factory, offer us tobacco. And we look at the tobacco and it tastes like shit. It's not, it's not fermented right. It's not cured right. But I tell you guys, the secret of making a good cigar and a skip could vouch for me or any good cigar maker could vouch for me. The secret of making a cigar, it's it's not what you blend in it. Well, it has a lot to do with it, but it's how cure and fermented your tobacco is. Mm-hmm. You know, there's 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 brokers here who buy tobacco that only has four or five months of, of aging in the pilones, and they'll sell it to you. And they'll yeah. tell you, oh, it's the most perfect tobacco. I had it for a year and a half. <laughs> Bullshit. It's fresh. It's still new. Yeah. And there's people like that who try to fuck us, you know? For they sure. think we don't know, but we have, we have good teams working with us. Our factory has some of the best. My production manager, my production manager has been making cigars since he was 13 years old. He started as a buncher with Padron. Wow. The man is 58 years old now. And that's the experience he has of making blends and cigars. Yeah. Uh, my tobacco manager has been doing this 15, 16 years. He knows all of it. Nobody could really screw him about tobaccos. Like he will literally tell you, "Hey, this tobacco is not good. We don't want this tobacco." Yeah. You know. Same thing with Skip. Skip got himself a guy named Alex, and 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 the rest of us. Then all they do is pick the right tobacco for Roma Craft and for Mika Swain. Yeah. And that's and that's what we what we what we do here. You know, we 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 gotta go out there. We gotta look go look for the right tobacco. And when we do find it, we gotta buy it all. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, because if you don't, you're going to make a shitty cigar. So, you know, the the story of of the little guy is not um, anything that's uh, <clears throat> foreign to the cigar industry, you know, certainly. And Art, listening to you and seeing how hard that you have worked to even get to, to this level, um, you know, says something. Uh, your work ethic, your drive, your passion for the cigar industry is is very clear. And we are super excited to, you know, like I said before, continue on this journey with you and watch what happens to your brand. We've already got several people that are excited to not only try your cigars, and that's where 
you know the story of the little guy becomes relevant in in the in the american market is by getting your cigars in the hands of the consumers and well um i can't wait to help make that happen for you and i can't wait to see that happen you're the man brother no honestly um because uh nothing but love and respect for you and uh we're excited to 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 see this uh, continue to come to fruition for you and for you to grow your own monster. Absolutely. Gracias, mi hermano, like we say over here. Thank you. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> so, Garrett, do you think, um, I mean, I'm just spitballing here. Yeah, let's but do it. Do you think it's time? Oh, I do think it's time. Are you sure? I'm definitely sure. All right, guys, it is now time for this week's Numero de los Muertos. <laughs> And as always, Numero de los Muertos brought to us by our friends at Smoke In. Episode two oh two, numero de los muertos. Garrett, what do you have for us this week? So, Art, every week we play a game called Numero de los Muertos, where I give a number and a small clue, and it's up to you and Matt and everyone watching to guess how these people died. Yes or no questions, kind of twenty question style. So, the number this week is, on average. 59,000 people a year die from this globally. In the U.S., since 1900, it has been under 50 a year. Okay, so way higher outside of the U.S. Correct. On average, globally, 59,000 people a year die from this. Yes. Drugs. Oh, no. good guess. That is a good guess. Car accidents? Nope. Cancer? Oh, that would be in the millions. Um. All right, I'm. Uh, I'm gonna dig into my bag of tricks here. Mm -hmm. Um. Would these be considered workplace accidents? No. Drink accidents? Uh, <laughs> nope. <laughs> I don't not think it's diabetic, bro. I'm diabetic. Not diabetes. I'm not dead yet. Are uh, are vehicles involved? Vehicles are not involved. Uh, mauled by a mule. I love it so much, but it's not right. Uh, Maybe ran over a horse? <laughs> nope. Are animals involved? Animals are involved. Animals are involved. Okay. Crocodiles. Uh, nope, not crocs. Uh, snakes. My lion? Nope. No lions, no snakes, uh -uh. no crocodiles. Uh, shark bites. Uh-uh. Are these land animals? Yes. Not drownings, not snakes. Scorpion not, bites? Not malaria, not scorpions. Are they mammals? Yes. What ain't malaria? That's the chicken. Mosquitoes. Ah, 
hey, that's that's day, I'm saying I'm saying malaria is is mostly mosquitoes. Yeah. I was. Is that it? Is it rabies? Mm, it is rabies. I was gut. Uh, I was dog bites. Dog rabies. bites. I was about to say rabies. That's vampire vampire bites here in Nicaragua. There's a lot of those. Yeah, I, I think isn't that true that bats are the most common cause of of right. rabies uh, in infections? Correct. Really? Yes. So globally, so globally, bats are, um, and uh, in the U.S., it is raccoons. Raccoons in the U.S. Yeah. And Nicaragua, and Nicaragua is dogs and, bat, and, and bats. Dogs. In, okay. Yep. There's a lot of bats in it. Well, I suppose there's a lot of. Yeah. Oh yeah. There would You're be a lot of bats. Too, bats and caves and stuff. Yeah. I'm gonna have to rethink going back. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll go. Back. I'll go back. I'll go back. But, you know, I, I never knew raccoons bite, bro. <laughs> well, there's, uh, especially in the Appalachians, they love to go raccoon hunting. What, really? Oh. Yeah. Oh, like they, for meat, they eat them? No. So it's called cooning, which. Okay. Yep. <laughs> we won't go into that, but they have, um, so hound dogs are usually used as their coon dogs. Yeah. And they, they tree them. Oh. They tree these coons. Really? And, uh, yeah. And then they, they just shoot them just to shoot them? They don't, they don't eat the meat or anything like that? I mean, they're rodents. I'm sure some people may eat it, but it's mostly for their hides and things. Oh, right. For hi I totally forgot about the, the hides. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You know, the other day I seen a video of, of uh, in Cuba, they actually go... And they hunt crocodiles, bro, just barefooted with spears. And they kill, they kill five, six at a time, and they take them with them in a little cabin. There's a video about that. Killing, killing crocodiles in Cuba. You'll see a crazy video. With spears? Yeah. I'm, I'm out. Yeah, count me out. <laughs> and, and they do it secretly because they, they, they get caught by the government. They'll get locked up for life. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Life. Yeah, one of my Cuban friends was showing me the video that I'm like, that's some crazy shit. I will never do that shit. <laughs> People no. ran away in Miami from those. <laughs> no. Oh, man, that's crazy. Well, that was this man, week's Numero de los Muertos. All right. Now let's jump into the lightning round sponsored by J.C. Newman Cigar Company. They are America's oldest family-owned premium cigar maker, creators of the popular Brickhouse, Perla Del Mar, Diamond Crown, and the American. J.C. Newman Cigar Company operates out of their 112-year-old El Relo Cigar Factory in historic Cigar City, yes. Florida. For more information on their cigars or their visitor experience, please visit jcnewman.com. All right, Art. Question, Love those guys. Question number one. Uh-huh. If you could hear the thoughts of one living person for 10 minutes, who would it be and why? My wife. Brave. That's brave. It, it's it's a it's a great answer. I hey. you way braver than I am. She has to give me that look. Like. <laughs> and when she does that. I'm like, okay, either I gotta get out, I gotta leave, <laughs> or she, she's gonna knock me out, right? She happy, me happy, right? <laughs> oh man, that is, yeah, that look. 
everybody knows that look all right so art if you were about to get into a fight what would your soundtrack music be it would have to be definitely have have to be nwa or snoop dogg or any any album from dr dre for sure dope yeah Old school West mm-hmm. Coast hip hop. Yeah, I love so, it. Like, it's all we listen to, bros. Right, it's just old school hip hop, bro. Eighty, nineties uh, uh, hip hop. Yep. Yeah. All right. That's right, brother. <laughs> so, choose one of the following. Now, I don't know if you're a sports fan or not, but choose one of the following. You could hit a home run as a starting pitcher. You could score a touchdown as a defensive lineman, or you could score a goal in a hockey game as the goalie, or a goal in a soccer game as the goalie. I will have to say a home run, bro. I want to go for my Dodgers, bro. Oh, yeah, Dodgers. LA, baby. I mean, we, we did take the World Series not too long ago. Yeah. A few you're, years ago. You're playing our Minnesota Twins as we speak. I don't know what uh, – I'll check the score on that. Well, Garrett, yeah. our, our favorite uh, lightning round question. All right, Art. The zombies are coming. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay, you get – Three picks to be on your zombie apocalypse survival team from the cigar industry. So, who three people from the cigar industry do you pick to be on your team? One of them has to be Skip Martin for sure. Skip, get ready, brother. You're one of them. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good pick. He has all the guns he needs. He does. Yeah. Um, My second will have to be. Well, I will have to say the cigar industry because my wife's in the industry. She works for me every day. In fact, she runs the factory when I'm not there, and, and she's in charge of administration, so I have to pick her, too. For sure. Yeah. And my third one, I know this is going to be a funny one. Let's see. Who's the crazy guy that I know that will go out there and start killing zombies with me? <laughs> with my titties. <laughs> Man. I want. I want. I want to see who I have here that could go out with me and kill zombies. So it's me, Skip. You know, I'm gonna have to say Skip's wife, Arlen. Oh it. yeah, I love that answer. Yes, dude. Yeah, the, the two friends and the two friends. There you go. Yeah. I love it, man. We'll yeah. kick ass. We'll have two Nicaraguans and two Gringos. One from Texas, <laughs> one from California. Right? That's a good combo. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I love it. Um, well, for those who care, uh, the the Dallas Stars did defeat the Seattle Kraken. We're a little sad about that, but, you know, oh, it is man. what it is. So, uh, Dallas Stars are going to face uh, Las Vegas in the semifinal of the uh, Stanley Cup playoff. So we'll see how that goes. And currently, as we speak, uh, it's the bottom of the third inning, and the Dodgers are ahead of the Twins 3-1. to one. Yes. So we'll uh, nah. we'll keep we'll keep track of uh, how that game <laughs> progresses. Um, all right, let's uh, let's jump into notable smokables. Um, so, Art, each week on the show, we name a cigar that we smoked recently that was notable to us. Now, this could be a cigar that's been on the market for decades that right. we just smoked for the first time in a long time, or it could be a cigar that's brand new that we tried for the first time ever. Uh, what was uh, name a cigar that you smoked recently? And obviously, you're smoking a lot of your own stuff. But if you get a chance to jump outside of your portfolio and smoke something from another brand, uh, what's something you smoked recently that really stood out to you? Um, I smoked some Roma Crafts. Love yeah. those guys. Um, I smoke a lot of Olivas too. I like mm-hmm. those guys. 
I spoke a lot of Placencias. I like those guys too. Um, and I want to say I, I smoke here and there. Um, you know, the other day I had an, an Obeja Negra cigar. That was a good cigar. Oh, oh uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. My, there are neighbors down the street. Yeah. Uh, and there's a small brand I did smoke that I was pretty intrigued about. And I, as a matter of fact, I offered them to make them cigars too. Um, what's the name of that brand? I think it's called Benavides Cigars. Okay. It's a, it's a Nicaraguan dude who started making cigars and called it Benavides Cigars. He's a cool guy. Uh, he lives in California too. Based from Esseli. And so I had one of his cigars and it was a great cigar. I actually enjoyed it. Right on. Yeah. It, I'm not a Connecticut uh, rapper type of guy, but he had a Connecticut uh, cigar and it was well blended. And I said, dude, that's, that's a good cigar. So I had one of those guys. Nice. I try oh. to support, I try to support, you know, good cigars. Uh, so, uh, but my number one pick is Roma. My second pick, it will have to be a uh, uh, Placentia. My third pick will be Olima. Okay. Right on. The Oliva V's, the Millennials, I like those guys. That's my mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Garrett, what was your notable this week? Um, well, not this week, but uh, my last cigar before I almost died was <laughs> uh, I had the Protocol Themis, or as I like to say, the MI5. The MI5. <laughs> the Protocol, huh? Nice. Yeah. You know, their factory where they make their cigars is one block from my house. Oh, is it for real? Oh, yeah, yeah. A three-minute three walk from here. It's called Azona, right? Azona, yeah. yeah. We know Azona guys very well. Mm -hmm. So the 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 MI five, the MI five, <laughs> we're always gonna call it. And, you know, and I love I love that guy, bro. I, I he reminds me of the guy from uh, uh from you know from New York. Uh, Juan uh, What's what's the uh, actor's name? But every time I see him, I say, "Yo." Uh, <laughs> You know, the, with Puerto Rican's language, Wokonga. Uh, uh, you, know, you remember that, that movie, Carlitos Way? Yeah, oh, yeah. He comes out on, on that. Uh, uh, what's it? Uh, he's an actor from Puerto Rico. What's his, what's the actor's name? Oh, is that uh, is that Danny Trejo? No, 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 no. That's not, he's not Puerto Rican. He's Mexican. Oh, I thought he was Puerto Rican. No, no. Danny Trejo's Mexican, brother. Okay. Chicano. Chicano okay. like me. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, I have a picture with him. But he's, he's from New York. Okay. Actor. Uh, uh, not Al Pacino. Uh, oh, John Leguizamo. Yes. Oh, Leguizamo, yeah. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah. Uh, my, my notable smokable this week was actually something new from Avo Cigars. Um, they, nice. They're starting to come out with this... Uh, seasons series and the first edition in the series is spring uh and it's this nice kind of diadema you know sort of perfecto shaped cigar uh and i smoked it uh this morning actually it was nice that was a nice cigar i want to i want to smoke some more of them uh get a better idea of it but it was a nice blend uh that i had this morning from avo cigars honestly the first cigar i've had from avo in a while i haven't um, had many i have some older avos stashed away in my humidor but it's first first one of the newer avos that i've had in quite a while and i've got that old box yeah you do in your you humidor do. as well yeah and, you know and i remember when avo died my fear was that the brand was going to die with him 
and I they're I mean the the Davidoff you know family is keeping that uh, they're keeping it alive they're keeping that brand alive you know and that's the blessing you know that's the whole point of us making cigar guys you know there's a movie called Troy that I love a lot uh, it speaks about the story of Troy but you know when Hercules was going in the battle and he says I want to be remembered for a thousand years you guys remember that part yeah yep same thing with cigars. We want to be remembered for the next 100 years, like the Fuentes, like the J.C. Newmans. And that's why we're doing this, bro, because we, we're doing this so that way our generations can continue what we're doing and yep. never stop. Yeah. And so hopefully when I'm not in this world anymore, uh, if I don't have any kids, my, my nephews can continue my business or somebody that I put and trust to continue their company. But that's the whole point of, 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 you know, tradition and honor. You know, we want to be remembered for the next 100 years. So by doing a cigar, it's like we put all our work into it so that we could be remembered for a long time. Yeah, that's right. Amen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's uh, tell our viewers and listeners about some coming attractions we have. Uh, that's brought to us by our friends at AJ Fernandez. Uh, nice. Born and raised in Cuba, AJ Fernandez now produces unparalleled premium cigars in Esteli, Nicaragua. The AJ Fernandez portfolio of cigars provides blend strength and flavor profiles to match the preferences of any premium cigar consumer. Whether it's New World, Dias de Gloria, San Latano, Enclave, or Bayas Artes, you are sure to be satisfied with a cigar from AJ Fernandez. Uh, so. Next week on the show, on May 22nd, we have Laurel Tilly, uh, now from A.J. Fernandez. Uh, and then the week after that is the 29th. That's Memorial Day. We're going to take that day off uh, for the Memorial Day holiday here in the States. And then starting off the month of June, we have none other than Alex Tavella, the GOAT from Smoke In, uh, as our special guest on the show. Uh, so, Art, if you would, please let our viewers and listeners know where is the best place for them to find out more information about you and your brands. So follow us on Instagram uh, at Tabacalera Segovia. So that's our factory. And then you can also follow our brand, which is at Segovia's Destiny Cigars. Fantastic. Fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. Well, we look forward to... Uh, um, you know, hopefully seeing uh, senior cigars on shelves uh, again in the United States and uh, just wish you the absolute best. And thank you so much for giving us some time on the show this evening. Thank you guys for having me. It's an honor. Thank you, brother. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, Art, if you want to hang out in the green room real quick after we get done, we'll uh, we'll say our proper goodbyes there just so you know. Let's do it. Right on. Uh, viewers and listeners, guys, thank you so much for being the best part of How About That Cigar Live. We thank you so much for giving us your time uh, and learning along with us some great stuff about the cigar industry and the people who make it great. Uh, if you would, please take just a minute and uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel uh, and follow us on Facebook and make sure to like the page and do all the subscribing and the clicking and the the things so you don't miss anything that we have going on because we really are very excited about the special guests that we have uh, coming up on the show, as always. Uh, make sure to follow us on all social media at HBT Cigar. And, of course, until we see you guys next time, burn cigars. Not bridges. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everybody.
Any comments, opinions, viewpoints, or statements presented or uttered by guests on the HBTC podcast, HBTC live video streams, and all other media from HBT Media LLC are solely those of the individual and do not necessarily represent the opinions or viewpoints of How About That Cigar or its parent company, HBT Media LLC, any of our advertising partners, or the premium cigar industry. The primary purpose of How About That Cigar is to entertain and to encourage activity and growth within the community of people who enjoy or want to learn about the enjoyment of premium premium cigars.